You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We, need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, I'm about for heaven, and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. I have the privilege of talking with Dana Altivator. And uh, Dana is down in, uh, well, you're down in Perry, Maine? Today. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, I'm from the Penobscot Nation, and and uh, you're from the Passamaquoddy Nation. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Passamaquoddy Tribe at Pleasant Point. Yeah. Well, that's a place that's kind of dear to my heart because that's where my uh, my grandmother came from. Oh wow. Even though she, even though she is was considered a Penobscot because you married a Penobscot, but. Uh, she actually came from Pleasant Point, so okay. yeah, that's that's kind of the link that I guess we have together, which is which is kind of interesting. We met for the first time in person at Arrowhead, right? I believe so. Yeah, many yeah. years how ago. Did, how did you hear about Arrowhead and at that particular time? Um, there was um, a fellow at uh, well, Pleasant Point is also called Zibaig, um, and uh, he was taking some young people to uh, Arrowhead in the summer with a van. That was John Francis. Right, right, yes. And then, uh, then there was another lady, uh, Bonnie uh, Stanley. She took right. her children up there, and then they recruited me one year to drive the van, and we took a van load of uh, kids from uh, Dubai up there, and we had a good time at the camp, and I think that's where we met. Yeah, that, that, that is uh, my, I remember that fondly and, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been thinking of you over the years and I, to tell you the truth, like I know those things about you, but I, I don't probably know about your family that much. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if you could just kind of give me the background of your family. Sure. Um, I'm one of seven children. Uh, we all grew up in Pleasant Point, or also known as Zibaig, yep. uh, on, on the reservation here. And I'm yep. probably, Perry is just outside of the reservation now. There's a little story how we ended up up here, because my father was a, uh, a fisherman. We, uh, we did uh, ware okay. fishing for sardines in the summer. Mm -hmm. And... Um, he had a couple right. of wares down there, and we did that growing up, and also um, uh, he was a basket maker also. We made baskets. We had a basket store, and then during the fall, we did uh, wreaths, um, uh, Christmas wreaths, and, and uh, uh, harvest and did that. So that's, uh, that's where we grew up, and um, we had a pretty normal and 
happy growing up childhood carefree years and remember fondly you know out in the bay and you know doing you know things like that there's a lot sounds like a lot of hard work too right yeah he was he was self-employed and um he was uh, that during those days it was uh there was a lot of competition as far as um people being in trying to make a living and he had difficulty getting materials because the uh non-native fishermen up in the perry area would not sell him any uh because you have to have trees to cut to logs to stakes to drive into the ground to make your fish wear and they wouldn't sell him any materials so he had to part of it is because he's native they wouldn't do it sell him any materials and part of it is because uh, of the competition and uh, so he ended up buying some land in perry so he could we could harvest our materials here and uh, take it down to pleasant point to help build our wares in the summertime so that, sounds, that, that shows a lot of determination on his part. Yeah, he was a hard worker and uh, we, uh, we all worked together in the family business. And uh, I think that kind of drew us together where we were, you know, we had to, we had, you know, fun and, and things, but we also worked hard and, uh, um, you know, installed the work, work ethic in us. And, uh, you know, for that, we're, I'm very grateful for that. And, uh, do you uh, still know how to make baskets? You still, yeah. yeah, yeah. I as a as a kid, we used to, you know, do it because we had to do it. <laughs> but now I do it more for pleasure, you know. Um, and I had to work in the store, which I didn't like either. I mean, but um, now that I'm thankful, I have some of their memories from being out on the water or fishing or. And uh, some of the things I wish I'd paid more attention to, like he used to smoke fish and um, uh, and we used to, back then they used to let you, uh, we used to hunt porpoise. He, he did that. That was quite exciting. And he used to smoke that, smoke heron, smoke mackerel, smoke pollock and uh, smoke porpoise. Yeah. And that was fond memories. Are really good fast, eh? They're really fast. I don't know how you'd ever catch up with them. Well, they, sh they, sh they shot you shoot them with a shotgun and then before they sink you got to get over there and gaff them and throw them in the boat and one of my uh early memories he told me of when i was just a kid he they were chasing after one and the guy in the front hooked it with the gaff and threw it in the boat and i told him dad we don't want that whale i don't want that in the boat <laughs> i was kind of scared when he threw a big porpoise in there but uh, they don't let you do that anymore they I guess they have mercury in them or something, so they they frown. They don't. Uh, okay. Not many people have eaten well, porpoise um, anymore. Being out there on the water, being with your family and everything, like, uh, did you ever think about God when you were out there? Um, no, we were, we were very. Pleasant Point was kind of settled as a not settled, but uh, they had Jesuit missionaries come back in. I don't know, 16, 1700s or something. And the Catholic church was very mm -hmm. uh, prominent. And, uh, and we all, you know, growing up, I went to, uh, we were taught by nuns in the school. They were our teachers because yep. they had like a mission there. They had nuns there and priests and catechism classes. Okay. And so we went to, I was even an altar boy and, you know, I was, we were, 
fairly, you know, devout growing up, you know, going to, you know, as an infant, I, was, I guess I was baptized and in the church and, you know, communion and, uh, and all that, you know, all the sacraments and things like that. So we were, we were pretty uh, Catholic growing up. So religious, like, I would say. Religious, yeah. Where you're at now, if you look back at your growing up, did you, can you see that, that there was, God was there? Yeah, I mean, they, we always knew, were taught about God, but um, it was almost like way out there. It's not, I didn't have a, like a personal relationship with God. It was like, it was more of a religion instead of a relationship with God. You know, I tried to do good and how it was taught was if your good outweighs your bad, you know, you may make it to heaven, you may not. And it was kind of a cycle where you knew you had sin and you go for confession of your sins and penance and things like that. But there was really, you didn't have a, I was religious, but not, uh, I was, I didn't know God in a personal way. He was kind of like out there and, uh, distant. Yeah. Kind of distant. Yeah. And never being able to measure up because, because um, I was, I'd go to church quite a bit and then get into the teenage years. Like a lot of teenagers, I got kind of away from it and didn't go as much, but, um, I started to ask questions about it. And um, I think more in high school because after really? we went through, because they only have grade school at Pleasant Point, you know, up to the eighth grade. Yeah. And then they'll send you away to either go to a local high school or you can go to, uh, they would send you away to a, like a boarding high school. And um, hey, I went to a that? Catholic high school down in Portland for, that was run by the, it was a boys' uh, okay, high school. Okay. It was run by the Jesuits down in uh, Chevres in, in Portland. I okay. went there as a, a freshman. Um, but I began to question things. I think God was working in my heart because I yeah. would go to the all there, all the teachers were priests. I went from nuns to priests from uh, grammar school to high school. And um, I, I would ask them, I'd say, why are we right and everybody else is wrong? You know, I mean, how do we know we're right? And I would, and I had a lot, I didn't really have any bad mm -hmm. uh, experiences with the priests. They had, you know, of course you hear about the horror stories of the pedophiles and stuff like that. Uh, but there are some decent ones that, you know, are trying to do their best. And I had some good teachers there that, uh, yeah. um, you know, I don't have anything bad to say about, you know, the, the teachers down at that high school or anything. And I kind of went to them for spiritual guidance. And I'd say, um, why are we right? And how do we know we're right? And what I would get is they would say, well, this is what it means to me. And I wasn't satisfied with that. So I went to another one, you know, another teacher. So you, you felt that you weren't satisfied? Well, I just thought to myself, you know, of all the religions in the world, how do we know we're right and everybody else is wrong? You know, how, you know, who's, you can't both be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and um, and why is it we think we have the truth and other people don't? You know, whether it's other Christian denominations or other religions. And each one I went to gave me the same thing, what they thought. And they went on a, you know, tell me what they thought. And I was kind of searching. I think the Lord put yeah. that in my mind, maybe. I don't know. But... Uh, I, you know, I just wanted to know, you know, what was right and what was, you know, if we were right or wrong. And um, I yeah. didn't really. So what made the difference for you then? Well, I, I only lasted, I think, one semester down there. And I was kind of like a fish out of water in the city. It was a city to me. I went from Pleasant Point to Portland and were not satisfied there. So I went to another school where a lot of my friends from Pleasant Point were going was a boarding school north of here in Lee and where I had more friends and um, and still I had these questions I think you know I think it was I know it was God you know putting a, a desire in me to to know know more of him and um, at that school the dorm parents happened to be um, uh, Christians uh, they were Protestants, you know, Bible-believing Christians. They were, they were of a Baptist background. And um, one evening I was downstairs, um, and one of the girls in the dorm says, there's a Bible study here. She said, I'd like to go, but I'm afraid to go alone. Can you come with me? And I said, sure, you know, I'll, I'll go. And we went there, and uh, I don't think she ever went back, but I kind of, I asked this lady the same question. I said, you know, who's right and who's wrong? And what she said kind of, I can still remember it to this day what she told me. She said, you know, it doesn't matter what I think or what you think. He said, let's see what God has to say in his word, the mm. Bible. Yeah. And it was like a light bulb went on. I'm thinking, you know, that really makes sense because, you know, I'm more of a, you know, I want to see things, you know, clearly and not depending on your opinion or my opinion or how I feel or you feel, but let's see what God has to say about in his word. I mean, growing up, I've heard stories of the Bible and parts of it, but I had never read it in my life for my own self. Not that I couldn't, but I just, for some reason, I never saw the need or it was never impressed upon me that we should even look into God's word or study God's word. And, uh, and I, and that really, that was a turning point in my life. And, uh, and I read it for myself in the Bible. And then of course she was teaching from the gospel of John, uh, I think. Um, and then I started reading it for myself and then seeing different things. And then, Seeing in the Bible, it says that we, you know, we're not saved by works. You know, it's a gift. It's a gift from God. It's not, you know, not by our works that we can get to heaven. And um, I think God was working on me through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and I knew I was a sinner. There was no, you know, I, I had that drilled into me all the years. I knew I had, I knew I wasn't going to make it to heaven because I was, you know, I sinned and and. Um, and then when I saw in the word that Christ paid for the 
for my sins. It was, it was him that, it was he that, that uh, for his death on the cross, I could have salvation. That was a free gift. It's not by our doing anything, you know, it, it was by his grace that we're saved, not, not by any type of works. And um, that was, I think part of it is fear of, you know, going to hell. I mean, no, nobody want, you know, that was part of it. Um, nobody wants to spend eternity in hell. I mean, you know, I, I believed in that. And um, when I heard the gospel for the first time, I, it convicted me and I, I was reading it for myself in the Bible. And so I, I think it was, I don't know the exact time or whatever, but I know at night when I would go to sleep, I would pray and I would say, God, I know I'm a sinner. God, please save me. And mm-hmm. then not, and I, I didn't feel any different. And then mm-hmm. I would do that again. And uh, I didn't, I didn't know if I was saved or not. And I, I'm sure God heard my prayer. You know, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he pro, and he saved me at that time. But I didn't know I was saved. I didn't, because I read that verse in, I think it's in the gospel. I can't remember where it is, but it says, "If you confess me before men, you know, I will confess you before my Father in heaven," or something, something like. Yeah, that. yeah, I know I, that verse. Yeah, I, I can't you'll quote be it. Be ashamed uh, of him. Um, he'll be ashamed of us, but. Yeah. Yeah. If we confess him, he'll confess us before his father. Yeah. And so I saw that and I'm thinking, well, I gotta confess him before men. How do I do that? Okay. And so I went to <laughs> the dorm dorm father who was the uh the woman who taught the Bible study, it was her husband. So okay. I went up to him and he was a professing Christian. Yeah. And I said, Listen, I prayed the prayer and I said, I you know, I wanna be a I don't know if I'm saved or not. And I says, it says in here, if I confess the Lord before men, he'll, con- you know, he won't, you know, I got to do this publicly. And I said, if I, if I prayed with you, I said, I said, would that work? And you know what the guy said to me? He said, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't okay. think he where he was where he should have been spiritually. I mean, uh, okay. I'm still friends with him to this day, and we laugh about that. When when I come to him, he said, "I don't know," and I, so he was no help. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. This was over a matter of might have been weeks and and stuff. And I continued to go to the Bible study, and uh, at the end of one of the Bible studies, uh, the woman was closing, and I said, "I put my hand up," and I said, "Wait a minute." I said, uh, "I got to close in prayer." And she was mm-hmm. kind of shocked to hear me say that. <laughs> and then I, I prayed and I, and I asked God to save me. And I, you know, I did it publicly in front of, you know, maybe half a dozen of my peers and whoever else was there. Yeah. And then I finally felt a peace that, you know, God heard my prayer that I confessed him publicly. And, uh, okay. and uh, that's when I knew I was, uh, I was a child of God. So that gave you some insur- assurance because of the assurance, word. Yeah. The word that was spoken and everything. Yeah, so, and and I thought growing up, I thought I was a pretty good guy or whatever. You know, I didn't murder anybody or whatever. But after I got saved, I found out I had more problems than I knew I had. <laughs> it's isn't like, that amazing how that works? 
Yeah, I thought it was going to be because I'd re read in the Bible. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. You know, this was before I was saved. And I was thinking, wow, if I got saved, I could ask anything I want. And I'll get it. Oh. And I'm thinking, this is going to be great. Well, yeah. that didn't work. I <laughs> <laughs> ask like things that. according to God's will, not just for our own selfish desires. But once I got saved, I knew I found out I had all these problems. I had, you know, I was selfish. I, you know, I had sin in my life. I had seemed like I had more problems than before. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, I understand. And, uh, and I had to struggle because I was, uh, I'd go to the Bible study, enjoy that, but the traditions of the church and that still held comfort for me. You know, that's what I was used to. You know, I liked the, um, the rituals, the, um, the rules, because, you know, I like to know what's, you know, it's written in black and white. That sounds great. And if the church had rules it you know, it's cut and dry, you didn't have to try to figure it out for yourself. So legalism had a yeah. appeal to me too, because of that. Mm. And I'd be going to prayer meeting at the Baptist church on Wednesday and mass on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Torn yeah. between the, between the two. Right. And, uh, you know, but through each one, the Lord, Lord helped me and um, guided me. And it's always through his word and, you know, how to rightly divide the word, as it says in Timothy, rightly divide the word of truth. And, um, um, yeah, it, it didn't, didn't happen overnight, but that once I was saved, I was on the road, you know, and, and uh, one yeah. verse. I think I'll, I think I marked it here. One verse the Lord used to uh, help me uh -huh. make a decision is Romans. I'll read it to you. Romans 16, 17 it says, now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. And, you know, without doctrine, our teaching from the Bible, we have to learn those things. He has to teach us those things, but it has to come from the Bible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so he says, mark them, which cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrines which you have learned, and avoid them. It doesn't mm -hmm. say rail on them or get mad at them or fight with them, but just <laughs> avoid stuff. So there were things that I was used to and was taught, but many of them were contrary to the doctrine of the teaching in God's word. And so I knew I had to avoid it for they, and verse 18 goes on to say, Romans 16, 18, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good work, good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. So the Lord used that to, you know, I had to make a choice. I can't have one foot here and one foot there. I got to go with what the Bible says. And, you know, it was a struggle because even then I would still talk with the local priest and we'd have discussions and disagreements and uh, different things about uh, works and salvation and things like that. But, you know, over the years, God, you know, has led me to uh, a church that teaches God's word and, uh, takes a literal, you know, um, you know, there's, there's 
literal interpretation of what uh, what uh, the word says. It's kind of like learning the word is a process, right? That, but it's so immense that, wow, I mean, the more I learn, the more I need to learn more. It's amazing, really. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, there's principle, you know, and not every question is answered. I mean, a lot of the stuff you got to figure out for yourself, even, you know, even amongst Bible believers is, you know, there's maybe... A bit of difference, isn't there? Yeah, dif disagreements, and we have, you know, but we're all accountable to God, you know, what we do, and we uh, got to, you know, go yeah. the best we can follow what God wants us to do. And he wants us to love one another above everything else, right? Yeah. He said, yeah. if you love one another, then people will know that you're my disciples. That's right. That's how they knew how the, the disciples were with Christ. You know, they could tell because they had to love one for another. And um, Which is a great thing. Do you have a, do you still interact with people from your home community and other communities around? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still have, you know, I have a lot of uh, family members, you know, in the in the area, and I, um, you know, I, I, although I live here, I work in the uh, sister reservation, which is Indian Township, north of here, and I have, you know, uh, a lot, of, a lot of, you know, people I work with and and things and friends and and um, you know, I still have a lot of interaction with the, the community. Oh, that's really good. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Do you ever get out fishing and things like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually out yesterday. The mackerel is starting to run. We're out, oh. out in the bay and saw, saw a few uh, porpoise swimming around. That was kind of neat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the things that really, for me, like I, I wasn't in a background that was religious, but for me, it was like looking at creation and like for you, now that you believe, what is, what is creation? How does that speak to you? Well, it, you know, like everything just shows how, how great God is and, and even the little things that he makes, yeah. you know, you know, the, uh, it, you know, it says in Psalms, like, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. Yeah. You, know, you know that the everything has order. Everything has um, you know um, purpose, and uh, the, a divine creator made it all. God, you know, he, you know, Jesus actually was part of the creation in in Genesis. You know, he he, oh, he yeah, was uh, um, and uh, yeah, you see it in his, in the beauty of his creation. And uh, you can't can't miss that. Are there people that are seeking him and around you? Have you found people that are actually uh, seeking, asking questions, that kind of thing about the Bible, or some? Um, not seems like there's uh, um, not as much interest as there used to be. I don't know. You know, um, there are. When people are going through a rough time, mostly, you know, sometimes you, like at work, I'll have, like, we lost a um, few years back, a lady that was, uh, worked there, had cancer, and uh, went to go see her while she was 
you know, more of a work acquaintance, not a real close friend, but, you know, she'd be just, you'd see her as you come in. She was a receptionist. Mm-hmm. And um, we went up to spend some time with her while she was in the hospital and pray with her and things. You know, she ended up uh, passing away, but, um, but her sister afterwards, I mean, would, when she was going through some rough times, she, she would come by the office and say, you know, she was going through some cancer diagnosis too and asked for prayer and, and things. So when people go through rough times, you know, they seem to be more uh, receptive to spiritual things and maybe uh, reaching out for, uh, you know, asking for prayer and stuff like that. So if somebody came to you and they were just asking questions, what like, and they were seeking God, like just even a little bit, what would you tell them? Well, I would, uh, I would tell them that, uh, you know, I would give them the good news of who Christ is, you know, Christ is our, you know, is God and uh, that he came to this earth to die for us and, and for his death and burial and resurrection, we can, he's offered us salvation if we would uh, just accept that. Um, and it's not by, you know, anything we can do, but by his grace, you can just accept his free gift of, of salvation. It's quite amazing because he gave so much. He gave it all. He gave, there's not much, there's nothing left to give, right? He gave it all. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he, he gives that to us and he, um, you know, he draws us to himself also. You know, I, you know, we think it's, us behind it but it's it's god that you know he's the he's the one that uh brings salvation to us and all we have to do is just uh just accept it and trust in him not in what we do or how good we think we are or um you know that because even that can be prideful because if you do anything for your salvation you're you you're you think you earned it all you know, all our wages, you know, the wages of sin is death. You know, we just, we deserve death. And there's nothing we can do to save ourselves, just accept what he's done for us. And uh, I just want to read a verse to you that sure. kind of talks about that a little bit. It's um, um, kind of where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. It says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Because, you know, that's where I was. I was like religious and knew who God was, but I was was lost. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devils? In thy name done many wonderful works. You know, you, you, you think there's people doing things, you know, for God, they think. And uh, done wow. wonderful works, casting out devils and prophesying, maybe even teaching the word of God. You know, there's, you know, sad to say, there may be pulpits with people that don't even know the Lord, you know, trying to be uh, preaching and stuff. And this is what uh, Christ said. He said, and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So that's uh, that's a scary thought, you know. Yeah. 
you know, if, you know, people are deceived thinking that they're doing all this stuff for the Lord, but if they're, if then, if they don't, uh, if they don't know him personally, you know, he's going to say, you know, I don't know you, you know. It says that a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a diseased tree bear good fruit. So yeah. it, in a sense, like, it's not, as a sinner, we can't bring forth really good fruit. It's only through God, right? That's right. I mean, I mean, we, we do good works because of Christ living within us. You know, we manifest that we are saved by what we do. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's not the other way around. You don't do good things to get salvation. Once you get salvation, you should live that out and, and then do works that glorify God. And uh, sadly to say, even as us as Christians, we fail. And, you know, we, yeah. and that's why we got to confess and, uh, um, and try to, you know, forsake that and, and, and repent of that, uh, our, our failures and our sins and, and times that we do fail God, because we do, we all, even though we're Christians, we still have struggles. I still have struggles. I still fail the Lord. Uh, but he's merciful and he's there to forgive us. And hopefully we can learn from that and keep, keep going. Yeah, we definitely stumble, but our hearts are there to glorify, want to glorify his name, right? Yeah. That's I feel. Yeah, and, and the more you read, the, like you said, there's so much in there. You could read something and then read it again. You get something, you've, you say, how could I miss that, you know? And, and just get something new out of, the, out of the same word that you read many times over. That's, uh, that's why it's such an amazing book. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, so, I so, appreciate so. you sharing. Is there anything else you'd like to say just in closing? You know, it's not, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about what God has done through, through us. We're like, he calls us vessels. You know, we just, uh, he indwells us, which is quite amazing, really you know, how holy God is that he would indwell like pots of clay like us. And, uh, yeah. and as he fills us, we just, you know, should overflow that to other people, which sometimes we do and sometimes we fail, but, uh, you know, God never fails us. Well, God is definitely good. And, uh, if you're encouraging me to, to even, uh, you know, glorify him more. This has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio, a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center. For interesting crafts and resources, visit our Pinterest boards at pinterest.com forward slash ANBCNCEM. Look for a new episode next week, wherever you find your favorite podcasts.